This show is brought to you by Creatively Disruptive, the marketing team behind your team. And if you are a club owner or a gymnastics industry professional, I encourage you to join their group, the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group. There's so much free advice straight from the pros, and you'll meet an entire community of like-minded professionals. So check out the Gymnastics Business and Marketing Group on Facebook, and check out Creatively Disruptive at creativelydisruptive.com. Hi guys, I'm Rosanna. Thank you for coming to our show. This is Bonham, my brother. Are you guys ready for another mini-sode? Enjoy the show. Now let's begin. You know, when I was a coach, I just remember these kids that I was coaching. They weren't elite, but they were really strong optional kids. And they're in the gym 20-some hours a week. And They're working so hard and they're so mature and they have so much accountability for what they do. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here, guys, but it would really bother me that they would do all this work and then go to these competitions and have breakthrough performances or or make it past some block that they had or maybe have a really bad meet but pull themselves out of it. All of those things that should be really celebrated. And then they go to school and they got to sit there and have a pep rally for the basketball team that practices for like two hours, I don't know what, two months a year. I know I'm exaggerating, but it really would bother me. And I kind of made it one of my missions to try to get them in the spotlight as much as possible. I was constantly sending write-ups to the local papers. I was trying to get coverage for them and really coverage for all of those athletes out there that were doing gymnastics at this level who weren't going to be televised. Through precision, that's another thing we really try to do. We feel like these athletes should get as much recognition as possible. The world should see the incredible things that they're doing. And we try to do that by spotlighting and doing our award nominations and this and that. Well, my guest today is somebody who shares in that passion, but has really done something about it. My mini-sode guest today is Jason McDonald from Region 5 Insider. All right. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nicole. I appreciate it. Um, I've been uh, a big fan of your show ever since I happened to be scrolling through Twitter and I saw it and clicked on it. And I'd be like, oh, another gymnastics podcast to add to my, my list of shows to listen to. And I've loved it ever since. Well, I was very honored when you messaged and let me know that you were listening because as you know, you know, you sit in this small space and talk to yourself or even if when I'm interviewing, it's still like in this little tiny little corner of my basement. And so that that idea of that people are actually listening is sometimes hard to fathom. So I appreciate it. And I reached out to you because I was looking on Twitter as well and saw the Region 5, are we calling them Dev? I'm going to screw it up. I screwed uh, up. We do. Time. Yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah, Dev. Yep. Yep. Dev kids training in Puerto Rico. And I just thought, how cool is that? How cool is it that they're getting these international opportunities? And I wanted to find out from you kind of how, how that happened. And is this something that just because all this effort is put towards the Dev kids in Region 5, I know you focus on elites as well with Region 5 Insider, but is that how these opportunities come to be? It is kind of a sharing trip, mm-hmm. um, so to speak. I mean, we've had different themes or different ways we've done this trip in the past. Uh, we've actually gone to Worlds before and uh, kind of taken in Worlds for our USA shirts. We all have shirts matching each other. And it would have been cool to do that because for many that may not know, uh, Kaya Tanskinen uh, competes for Finland. She's a Region 5 uh, 
uh, gymnast, also a Region 5 uh, all-star as well, but obviously was in uh, uh, Liverpool for Worlds. But um, we didn't actually compete. We just go and we help that particular country um, with their gymnastics program. Mm-hmm. And we ended up doing two different gyms with uh, kids. One, we actually really hands-on, you know, had the, uh, our all-stars helped them and, you know, kind of back and forth, talking to them, figuring out what they like, figuring out their favorite events, you know, helping them with technique as well as our coaches. And then the other one, we got to go to the National Training Center and our kids trained alongside other gyms. And some of them were the same kids that we were in the other gym with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, give some feedback and stuff, but more of the training side. Yep. So it kind of got both. Um, but that's usually what this trip is for. It's uh, kind of let our, I say it's, it's probably the best part of this trip. Yes, we have our fun. Yes, we have our excursions. We do all the, all the fun stuff that, you, you know, you think is vacation time. But it's just the experience that they get seeing that, you know, not every country has gyms like we do. Not every country yeah. has equipment like we do. Mm-hmm. You know, coaches like we do. And so, you know, I know one of our athletes, uh, Addie Wall, had mentioned to me, um, you know, Jason, it, it's just amazing how much, you know, we take for granted. And it's true. You know, we yeah. take for granted what we have in this country. And so I think that's the biggest thing, you know, just to see that and see their faces and understand and get to see the relationships. I know, you know, a lot of them are, followed each other on, you know, TikTok or Instagram or, you know, stuff like that. So they can keep, you know, together and, and see how they are doing while they are also looking how our athletes are doing. it. And yeah. I think that's fun. That's the best part of the trip. Well, you just touched upon something that we talk about a lot on this show too, where the role of coaches in gymnastics, in all sports, but gymnastics really because of how often we're with them and that responsibility of providing life experiences and life lessons and preparing them to go out into the world way after that gymnastics chapter is closed. And just an experience like this is doing exactly that. And I I commend you guys for the effort that you put towards providing these opportunities. And you know, you're you're giving them a leadership responsibility as well. It sounds like in terms of you know you you actually talked about the gymnasts working with the other gymnasts before you even mentioned the coaches, which tells me that that was on purpose. Uh, yes, I mean the coaches do help, and obviously we do co- clinics and stuff. But I look at it from the standpoint that it's not about the coaches on this trip; it's about the athletes. Um, the coaches add an extra, you know level uh, mm-hmm. of, of gymnastics. We have, you know, several coaches that also speak many different languages, like Marco Bravo was on the trip. He's, you know, fluent in, in Spanish. He's on from former Mexican national team member, phenomenal coach, has had great athletes, has, ha- you know, helped and be able to do translations or whatever. But I think it's, it's the kids, the kids get in there and they really get to feel like, you know, what we feel as coaches, you know, and, and help the kids and really and feel that bonding. But I, I just think that's the biggest part. Um, you know, yes, the coaches have a lot to do with it, but it's the kids, it's about the kids. And that's what this, this, this team is. These kids just get that experience that one, most regions don't, but also even gymnasts as a whole, just don't always get that experience unless you're, you know, a high level elite that's competing internationally. Right. And even then, so a lot of times it's, what does the inside of this hotel look like? What does the inside of this gym look like? And not that peripheral things and not getting that, that opportunity. And a lot of times that comes down to funding and scheduling. And I'm, I'm not saying that nobody's trying to provide athlete experience, but it's really, really great that these, these kids, these young ladies are reaping the benefits of their hard work and getting opportunities like this too. And without the stress of competition. Correct. That's the nice thing. They used to compete on this trip. Yep. Um, this trip was originally set up as a competing trip. And I know Region 7, I'm not sure if they are still doing it, but they were doing it up to late 
Yeah, uh, they, they went to Germany, right? Yeah. Yeah, they would yeah. go internationally and they would compete. We used to as well, but we found that most of the kids don't obviously don't do a lot of them don't do the elite bar setting first of all. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was early in the season because we go in October most of the time, and that's early for you know an athlete if you're not an elite to be ready for a competition. We don't get ready to December, sometimes January. Mm-hmm. And so it was just it was just a lot of ex- like stuff coming back with you know your broken toes hitting the bar. You oh know, yeah. Just, just dinky things like that you don't you, you don't see them as big but then they they slow your you know your time down in terms of training get ready for your regular season so right. they kind of demolished that and just gone to this kind of exchange making friends around the world is kind of our theme and uh and they've gone to that and it's, you know like i said it's part of my it's probably the most my favorite part of the trip as, as a whole so how do athletes get to be on this all-star trip is it a qualification thing it is. Um, it, it's two different teams kind of merged into one as of late. We used to have a Region 5 All-Star team and an ambassador team. The elite ambassador team would go and do some elite ambassador type stuff. But now we've combined it so they all on one trip. But the elites make it through being a, a national qualifier at, 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 champ, uh, at U.S. Championship. So that's not 100% true this year. But regardless, that's usually how it is. Uh, national team members can make it if they're not you know, involved with an international assignment like Worlds that because it is October, yeah, yeah, wouldn't have been able to come. Shailee's had that problem, almost had that problem three years ago when we went to All Star Trip in Puerto Rico. But the ten um, make it through their combined score of regionals and nationals, okay. and we do it that way because it's fair. All the kids are judged by the same panel at regionals, and then there is two different panels at nationals, but they're all judged by that panel if you're a junior mm-hmm. or senior. So that's the fairest way. Mm-hmm. Um, once the seniors. Senior D through F, usually their seniors in high school are pulled out. The next 12 athletes um, qualify based on the two combined scores. Um, and that's how they make the all star team. But that's basically how it is. Is there a big announcement or do they just get an email and tell them they qualify? Uh, oh, yeah. So no, they get an they get email um, and then we do a whole presentation at our banquet. Um, they get, you know, I do a whole video of it and then they get announced and they get all their, their first part apparel and then we give them apparel once they get there too. But yeah, so that's basically how it works. So you could potentially have a kid that maybe doesn't have the meat of their life at nationals, but they make this. And so that is kind of like another well, thing to celebrate. It, yeah, it's hard to make. I mean, it is hard to yeah. make unless you really dominate. I, mean, I, I have to say of the 12, good seven or eight were a 38 average or over a 38 average. So it's hard to make this team. This team is a very select few of, of athletes, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that the kids try to reach out for. And, and there are yeah. a lot of good gymnasts in our region that never make this team. They never had an opportunity to compete. I had two of them, you know, Peyton Murphy, who was a star at Western Michigan, and then Cassie Barbonente out in Arizona State, never made this team, but, you know, Cassie was a, a right. national team member. So, you know, that's the type of thing. There are so many athletes in Region 5 that are so good that end up not making this team. That's what makes this team so special. Yeah. So when I introduced you before you came on, I was just telling a little anecdote about my days coaching. And when I say, you know, almost like it was in the past, I just mean when I was coaching on a regular basis at the same gym every day, I, like every coach, you know, grew very, very fond of my group of athletes. And I will say that they're the most impressive kids in the entire world. But I also know that every coach is going to say that about their kids. But I just remember looking at them and going, man, the world needs to see how incredible they are. Not just their gymnastics, which I think was beautiful, but their dedication, the amount of time that they spend coming into the gym, the way that they hold themselves accountable for what they do, the way that they carry themselves, the way that they manage their entire lives. I could go on and on, but most people listening totally get what I'm saying. And it would just break my heart to 
do all of this, go to a competition, and they had a huge breakthrough milestone, maybe a bad meet, but how they came out of that. And then just know that that only exists in those four walls. And, you know, I don't want to confuse that for that everybody needs a pat on the back and you do things for accolades, but I did still feel like there's an imbalance here. These kids on Monday are going to go, you know, after regionals, they're going to go to school on Monday and they're going to have to sit through a pep rally where a bunch of basketball players are getting touted as champions and heroes that train like two hours a day for a few months. You know, that's where the imbalance felt. And I tried really hard to get the papers in and, you know, just try to spread word about what they were doing. And when I caught wind of what was happening in Region 5 with Region 5 Insider, I just thought that's the thing. It's so important. And you, although you also cover elites, you guys, I don't know if it's a team of you and you can fill me in on how that actually works, but (laughs) to me right now, you're the face behind Region 5 Insider, but you guys have made the dev athletes the stars and they totally deserve that. So I want to thank you for doing that. And I want to hear how that happened and how that came to be. Well, to start off, it's not just me. Um, I have, well, our staff is of two. Um, Kim Dallas Brown, um, many times goes by Kim Dallas in the gymnastic world. Um, I couldn't do this without Kim. Kim does a lot of the, she covers Michigan. I cover Illinois and then we try to cover the region together. You know, without her, you know, I couldn't do it. But also I couldn't do it without our region. And that's why many regions don't have this. Um, our region back, the Region 5 Insider, and that's realistically why we've been able to do what we, what we do because the region is for it. And our regional committee is for it. And, you know, the coaches, I, I mean, we don't cover past level nine. And I know that we've had, you know, emails. Why don't you do Excel regionals? Why don't you do eight regionals? You know, that type of stuff. Well, you I mean, do, I'm a coach. So do you have staff to offer me that can help me cover all of this? Exactly. <laughs> I say that all the time. You know, if yeah. we're not, we can't be in two places. I mean, we split each other up at nationals. I do like two events. She does two events and we switch, you know, that type of thing. But, um, but realistically, it's just the two of us that do all the work and, um, and we do it because we love it. I mean, we don't do it for the accolades, as you mentioned. I mean, I don't do it because people recognize me as I walk down the hall. Um, Kim might. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't. <laughs> but it, it does make her feel good when you go, oh, that's the Region 5 girl. You know, right. I, I don't like that title. It's too much pressure. I'm not the guy in Region 5. People say that. And I'm like, no, that's not me at all. You know, way too many people go into Region 5 that makes Region 5 what it is. But but it's just cool that we're able to provide this. And, you know, it started more from the standpoint of, college recruiting, honestly, uh, Nicole, mm-hmm. because we are always good. I mean, our region's been phenomenal for years. I mean, we have, we have, you know, JC Phelps, we have Amanda Borden, we have, you know, a lot of top level athletes that have come out of the JO program, now the dev program into elite that, you know, really started region five. Amanda mm-hmm. Borden is one of them. Huge story. I have lots of stories about it, but I always felt that we were obviously good in gymnastics, but our kids were very shy or very, you know, not willing to let their, their their personalities come about and that's why i started i went to our regional committee um you know that's not how the insider began per se but that's kind of the, the mindset of why i did it to uh you know help get kids behind cameras our athletes are not afraid of a camera when they go to college you know and i get messages jason thank you for taking that time and helping us you know we do media training kind of but we we put them in front of a camera basically you know, we don't really train them. We get them in front of the camera and get them in that experience. So when they get to college, when that camera throws up, you know, right at their face and, you know, they're not facing. Oh, it's so um, smart. They can, 
Right. Regionals. I mean, our kids have competed regionals with live stream cameras and Kim and I with cameras walking around filming or taking pictures or whatever like that. They're so used to that, that it doesn't phase them in the biggest meet of the year leading into national. You know, people say, well, how can they do that? You know, USA Gymnastics at first was really iffy about having us be a media source and meets like that because well, that put too much pressure on them. And the coaches were like, he does that at the, at the first meet in December. You know, they're just used to it. And now everyone's so it's not a big deal. So, you know, that's kind of what it came from. And now, you know, we try to obviously be a media source for our region and, and help showcase and, and sell our region the best we can. That's so smart. And it's turned into more than that, but that is a huge benefit that they're getting. And I remember in, uh, and I don't know if you were there, but there was one year in the last, I don't know, 15 years or so, where they did a level eight national competition in Florida. Do you remember I that? I did not go there. Okay. Yes, I do remember that. No, I did not. So I had a kid in that and, you know, everybody was kind of like, what is this? Because it's like not really nationals, but it kind of is. And how is this supposed to feel? And <laughs> Region 5 was just like, you would have felt like you were at NCAA championships. Like the the level of hype was there right off the bat and they set the tone. And I was like, oh, Okay. And I made a comment to to one of the coaches at the time. I was like, he, I don't know. He was wearing something crazy and chanting something. And I was like, man, you guys are like ready to rock, huh? And he's like, first meet of the year, last meet of the year. Doesn't matter. He's <laughs> like, that's our region roles. And I went, okay. And it just, it all makes sense. You've got all of those pieces there of people that are so passionate about what they're doing. And then the smart idea, uh, which it sounds like it's almost like a bonus benefit now of these kids going out into the world and even into college, being able to basically be interviewed. And that's, mm -hmm. I've heard many times from college coaches that a lot of kids this, this last decade, they can't interview on the phone or in person. Mm -hmm. And it's, they text everything. They don't have that experience of just sitting and having a, a conversation. I'm not saying they don't know how to talk, but you know, in that professional environment where you have to kind of be aware of what you're saying and be eloquent and and all of those things, they're kind of missing that. So you guys are providing them with a skill that is definitely, definitely needed. And I know there's other ways to to get that, but for listeners out there, there's a little insider, not region five insider, but insider tip is that uh, coaches really are looking for athletes that have that ability to hold a conversation and and talk about themselves. Absolutely. And then not because like the one thing that we try to do is, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give questions that are, are actual competition result based just to get like, you know, that part because we're there doing an interview about the competition. But the one thing I always you know say when I interview or I tell the kids before we interview, I was like, I don't want to, we could go into the results and see that you finished second, you finished fifth, you finished third, you won, you did this, you did that. I want to know how you felt about that performance. And if that was, you know, I know a story, if I have a backstory or coaches told me something, I'm first to jump in there and say, but you competed this skill for the first time ever. What did that feel like? You know, um, you know how, how excited were you that, you know, this is the first time you hit a bar routine this well all season. Um, Sierra Brooks is a big example when she would stick layout full outs and Maddie Walgora who goes to Alabama. I swear to God, I don't think they ever stuck and it drove me nuts in club and they are sticking machines in college on their layout full outs. I mean, they stick all the time. That's the kind of stuff that because we know. And that's the one thing like on our podcast that we do is we, we have a small niche because we focus on a region. You know, yep. we have, we have a, we have an international following here and there. And we have people that follow us around the country, but 
our niche is mostly within our region. And I'm fine with that because they know our, our kids and know the athletes. Mm-hmm. I feel that we have a, a podcast that's different because we know backstories. I mean, Kim and I could tell stories after stories after stories of many of these kids. And that's what makes it cool. And that's kind of why our interviews are so important because that's also how we get to know them. So we're seeing kind of the, where the idea came that these kids would benefit from you know, being in front of the camera and getting a little bit more exposure that way. But how did Region 5 Insider become what it is today? Back in 2010 was um, kind of how everything kind of started. It started me at Level 10 Nationals in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I was there with one of my athletes and I, you know, I just decided I was getting into video editing, getting into videoing, doing my family stuff and whatever. And I decided to film the region. I filmed, filmed nationals. I filmed like, you know, tight shots, you know, the, the B-roll, all that stuff that makes a, a video. And I put it together and I submitted it to our regional committee. And I said, hey, you can do whatever you want with this. I just did this. I want to do it for fun. They did it. They used it at the banquet and it went over very, very well. Everyone loved it. You know, it was, it, I got messages, texts, everything. Oh, so cool. So awesome. You know, that's cool. We haven't had a video like this, you know, so on and so forth. The very next year, that kid who was a senior that I qualified fell on bars in the last event. And so she didn't make national. So I went to our regional JO director at the time and just said, Hey, you know, I'd really love to do what I did last year again. And it, you know, it seemed like people liked it. But, you know, obviously I'm not, I can't pay for myself to go to Long Beach. It's just too much for me to go for that. And, you know, not an athlete, whatever. Our gym will pay for that. Clearly. He said, okay, you know, hang, just hang tight or whatever. I was like five, maybe 10 feet away from where I was standing, walking back. And our regional director grabbed me and said, hey, Jason, you know, do what you have to do. Make the plans. We'll pay it. We'll be, you know, handle it. We'd love to have it. So I filmed Long Beach a little bit more than I did in Dallas because I didn't have an athlete. That was the limo year, right? That was the limo one. That was the best because I got to get in the limo. I mean, that was back before the, you know, some of the other stuff that we can't really do. But honestly, <laughs> that was the coolest experience. The juniors and seniors were both in there. They got out on different sides. I mean, it was really yeah. fun. It was also before that they, they really knew who I was. Kids now know who I'm, I mean, everyone pretty much knows if you're a nine or a 10. But um, that was a little bit different situation. However, it was so much fun. Got to film that, did that, did the banquet video. That's kind of when the insider kind of, in a way took off, but 2012 and 13 is when we had a site. Um, I used to work for gymnastics, um, okay. for those who don't know that, um, and then Flow Gymnastics for a very The original Flow, that yeah. Was, yeah, that, that story, I have lots, and that would take another whole podcast to, <laughs> to describe that situation and that, that, that experience. But I decided I wanted to try to take gymnastics to Region 5. And so I went to our committee and I said, hey, what about if we try this? It will be gymnastic-based, but right now, but you know, can we do it? And they were for, for it. I mean, they had questions, but, you know, we worked it all out. And so the gymnastic uh, uh, site was created, Region 5 Insider, through them, thinking that, whoa, in Region 5 is going to do it. Maybe other regions will do it, too. Well, that never happened. But, you know, I wanted to do it. And then Kim and ended up finding me. She has a stalking video, a stalking story about that. But, again, another, <laughs> another, another thing for another time. Not as bad as it sounds, but it is quite funny, the story. So then, you know, we, we just started the Insider site, and then we didn't move it away until the whole Michaela Maroney thing happened, um, you know, yep. of that. that's how we split the site. Our committee asked me if I could split the site, and that's when the Region 5 Insider was, was formed by itself, entity, just mm-hmm. mine, you know, and, and the regional-based stuff, and so we had our own site and our own media, and so 2014 is really where that, you know, took off, and then about 15 or 16 is when I was kind of implemented into the elite. Um, media as well and i was able to go to championships and stuff like that too so when they saw it as an actual definitive site 
mm-hmm. and you know you're covering not just a you know measly little thing or oh, you know want to just cover gymnastics you know on my own Instagram or my own Facebook page it was an actual site so, yep. so that's kind of how it started and now you guys have you have the site you have the college salute podcast oh yeah yes the college salute podcast thank you for mentioning that the college salute podcast was a, a kind of a brainchild of of Kim in a way, and I thought of it as a podcast. We've, we wanted to try to figure out how we could continue supporting our alums when they go on to college, Okay, but obviously can't go to meet. I mean, we can't go to all these meets. We can't be around the country and do ours and meet. We both coach, so how, how does that work? Right. So we thought about, you know, what, what could we do that? And we, we decided to do a podcast. The first two years are horrible. Do not go back and watch, listen to those. Um, we were trying to do way too much, covered everything. We like basically read- Don't worry, I understand. 4,000 times. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. So year three, we kind of got the idea that, hey, no, this is not what, let's really focus on the week and figure mm-hmm. out what stands out. If we saw a person compete for the first time, you know, we, right. we do a whole you know preview of the season and all the freshmen we're looking forward to seeing. And But we made it a more interesting podcast based on using our knowledge of, of the athletes and what they're doing in, the, in, their, in their careers. And we just felt that that was the best way to keep our Region 5 alums still part of our media but not, you know, we can't go everywhere to do that. So yeah. the podcast has its own Instagram. It has its own YouTube channel. It's basically its own thing, but in tied into our site. And that's the way we, you know, keep track of our Region 5 alums. And, you know, we're glad to do it. It's fun. And we love both love watching college gymnastics. So it works. Who doesn't? No, I know. It's awesome. It's fun. You know, I know I Spencer love- and Jimmy gets upset sometimes with scoring. and But I just think it's fun. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of just, forget about the scoring and not even worry about it. I mean, it's cool, but you know, I think Jaquavia Henderson, we have actually a key on, on our podcast coming up this week. You know, I have to ask her, I mean, you know, how, how do you do perfect routines to go nine, nine, seven, five every single week? And how does that not bother you? Um, because you, you're, yeah. you're full and you stick it every single time. So those type of things, you know, that, it's just fun to be able to do that. And then they love coming on. And like I said, some of the athletes that we have on when they were JO athletes are, I mean, interviews were tough. And now they're like, I guess we're doing a good job. You are. You are. And thank you for what you're doing and continue to do. And is there anything you want to share as far as I'll put things in the show notes, but where do you want people to follow you? Well, for the insider, you can follow us on, we are on on pretty much everything. Uh, Facebook, Region 5 Gymnastics Insider, Region 5 Insider on on Twitter. I think on TikTok as well on there, but I know we're on, sometimes it's Region 5 Gymnastics Insider, sometimes it's Region 5 Insider, but if you type one of them, you'll get them both, all of us. So um, <laughs> that's pretty much where, I don't know why we jump back and forth. We should have stayed and we probably should change those, but we kind of are both of them. But that's kind of where you can follow all of our stuff. I mean, I know we've started to become a little bit more of a TikToker. And then if you like follow me, I only really have one social media. It's Handstand Rascal. If you want to see handstands around the world, we have some in San Juan, Puerto Rico. So Handstand Rascal on Instagram. That's really my only social media. All right. Perfect. I'll get those in there. Well, I love the passion that you have in what you're doing. And not that I need to tell you to keep doing it, but please keep doing it. And (laughs) you and I have to hurry the hell up because women's team finals is starting really, really soon. Guys, we're recording this on November 1st and we're getting real close to team finals. So we got a jet, but thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time and let's keep in touch and uh, maybe do this again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Right. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad I didn't have to answer the love conversation, but or the love <laughs> question. How, what, what do you love? Some of the intro questions. I was like, is she going to ask me? I'm getting nervous. 
Um, what do I, what do, how am I going to answer that? But that's why I was like, that. it's a mini. So don't worry. Don't worry. We're just going to talk. It's good. It's good. <laughs> that, it's good. <laughs> that, that, that comes from the experience of listening to your podcast. So I truly oh, love sure. it. I enjoy them. Keep putting them out there and, uh, and I'll be still a fan and a listener. So oh, thank, thank you, you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. Time to go watch girls. <laughs> And that completes the mini-sobe for today. Thank you for joining me, Jason. Thanks for all the work you do to put spotlights on not just elite athletes, but developmental athletes as well. Guys, I'll be back next week with a full episode. Until then, keep thinking outside the box. Bye.